0: Hi everybody this is Corey Harrington your host for Flip Connect. No job, no income, huge debts. What's next? Today on Flip Connect I'm going to talk about my experience when I was in my 20s. I had a six-figure income job. I was a stockbroker, financial planner, money manager, whatever you want to call it. I worked for a large private company and I had a good job, I was doing very very well. I had a large book of business, and I lost it. At some point, it came to a head, and I, um, you know, had a, had a point where it was start my own thing or continue on this path of essentially employment for someone else. And at that time, I felt that I needed something more. So today we're going to talk about your experience and what uh, my experience specifically, but how it affects you, how it would reflect upon you rather, and kind of go over, you know, what, what happened, my lifestyle leading up to my last days on the job, why I started looking for something else. A client of mine that really changed my perspective while I was working with this company. I guess I can name them Edward Jones. Lack of fear of the unknown. I didn't care about the unknown's risks in the sense that I was brave, I was bold, it was foolish, maybe. So we're going to look at that. Uh, I'm going to talk about my son. My job at the time, my future, my independence, and um, a vacation to Florida that kind of set the wheels in motion that that put me on this path towards real estate investing. And then I'll go over the initial partnerships I had when I got into real estate investing and, and kind of explain those. So first off, I was... I think 25, 26 and initially I got a license and worked with a company called MetLife as a financial planner and that, that lasted a few months, I think probably six months, somewhere around there and it was, it was tough getting started. I had one client, uh, I worked in a beautiful office, I had a really good manager. Um, He was the reason why I decided to to go with them over other companies. I was looking at multiple companies, Merrill Lynch, MetLife, Morgan Stanley. I was looking at uh, Ameritrade and uh, probably one other company, I can't remember. But talking with Bob and you know listening to him I really felt I had a good mentor there and I did in hindsight that 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 was a good experience I could have stayed longer and I would have learned a lot from him but uh, I had a great opportunity to jump into Edward Jones so my wife was pregnant I was in LA I just finished working for a company that I just wasn't really happy with Um, I wasn't really happy working in that that industry and, and you know Wanted to get back into the finance industry or look into options to how I can start my career in finance. And so these opportunities came up. I ended up taking the test, Series 7. I did it in, I studied three, three and a half weeks, nonstop though. It was probably 50, 60 hours a week. And I just barely passed it because I, was I wasn't just I was getting paid to take the test. There are other companies, including Emergence, that have a great program and they they pay for the program, at least they did at the time. I was an employee there. And uh, this 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 other one was not, it was not that opportunity. I had to pay for my Series 7, they'll sponsor me, but there, there there was no compensation at all. So for me, my goal was to get through, pass that test immediately so I can start making money right away. And I did, I was 70, 71. My life and health as well, I got a Series 66 and uh, I was off to the races so I followed their program I started going through you know the process you need to to acquire clients and during this time frame my wife became pregnant and I felt that it would be a good opportunity to come closer to home so I was in Los Angeles at the time and I wanted to go to San Francisco which was a lot closer to all of my family which lived in Sacramento Redding, Folsom, Santa Cruz Long Beach. My grandpa lived in Long Beach. Uh, my aunt lived in, uh, Carlsbad and, uh, I'm sorry, Westlake village. And, uh, anyway, I, I, I had most of my family in, in Northern California and I wanted to get back over there. So, uh, I went out there and I started door knocking every single Edward Jones office in San Francisco. I just, I just instantly this one day I said, you know what, I'm going to go over there. I went to visit my buddy Dwayne and I was with my wife and I said, you know what, I'm going to take off for a couple hours. And I found five different offices. I knocked every single one of them. I met three people, uh, three of the investment reps, um, IRs as they were called, and all the same thing, by the way. Uh, different, different names for very similar positions. But, uh, I, I, I was able to get, get interviews and get on the radar. And I found through talking with everybody at various offices there in Oakland and Oakland and other places near that spot in the Bay area that there was an opening in Westlake village. So I took that opportunity to talk with the, um, manager of the irs i can't recall the name of the the name of the um, job position but um, he he interviewed me we got together well Uh, i went in for a face-to-face interview with him and went through a series of other interviews background check drug test all those things and i was hired and so i got the job and i started moving my family uh to the to the westlake village area and so Westlake Village is behind Oakley, Oakland and Berkeley Hills, really beautiful place. I rented an apartment out there. Um, they, re, they located me into executive housing for a while, but then I found an apartment. Eventually I went on to buy, buy my house in Martinez, which I talked about in previous episodes. But uh, yeah, so I was, I was, I was getting into this groove. I had one client and then I came into this opportunity where I had over 500 accounts over 200 close to 300 clients a lot of which were moving on to a different company because the original ir had built that business and it there were his clients so the people that were in allegiance to the company versus the individual ir stayed on i fostered all those relationships i called everybody everybody on their list and I evaluated their portfolio. I looked at what I felt would be most in line with their investment goals based on the risk tolerance and other other questions that I asked them during our interview process and I made recommendations most all recommendations I made if they had a mutual fund I try to do like-kind exchange and not charge anything I wanted to build my worth. I did not want to generate fees. That was very important to me um, to, to start off that way. And of course, at some point in time, you, you, you want to earn fees. But the focus really was to give them the best investment vehicles with the lowest cost possible. That's what I believed in. Um, others in the company may have different objectives in terms of gaining a larger market share, building out fee structure and continuing on with bringing in new stocks and bonds and mutual funds and life insurance policies, annuities and what and other instruments that will um, generate generate the greatest amount of income for the client as well as generate fees for the business. At the time, I wanted to focus on building a financial planning platform um, within Edward Jones. They didn't have a planning platform there, and I wanted to be a true wealth manager financial planner and did the the, uh, criteria. You know, I don't really want to get into too many things. I'm not here to talk bad about any particular company, but I had a difference of my goals, in the business and what I wanted to accomplish and I'm looking at long term steady stable growth just like the company was but I didn't want to be a transactioneer I did not want to make commissions on transactions I wanted to build a financial plan and help them grow their wealth And if they profit, I profit. So that system wasn't in place. That was not the way they operated. And it was the way I wanted to run things. And fundamentally, at the end of the day, now that I reflect back on it again, visiting this some decade later, it was just the wrong fit. And the way I I left the company wasn't, wasn't an ideal and it was a shock for me it was a shock for my family and it, it was it was abrupt it was quick you know I was I was let go um, I went to a training in, San, in uh, uh, St. Louis and during that training I voiced my objections about the model and how they run their business and how I felt that we were salesmen that just focused on transactions and not so much the greater good of the client but the greater good of our business and our bottom line and I didn't want to call 50 people a day and pitch a new stock that was kind of what I was told to do and I didn't want to do that and during that time they also had some issues with um, fee disclosures with mutual funds the managing partner was was basically resigned and there were there were penalties and these other things so there was there was some blood in the water there were some things that um, were not favorable for the company at that time and I inappropriately voiced my opinions on that to the right people at the wrong time to to the powerful people and you know, I, I showed up on the third day, I was sick, I wasn't feeling so well, and I didn't wear a, a tie that day, and I felt, you know, I don't know, I, I had to actually go back to my room and get a tie, so it reminded me of being in the military, you know, there are code of conduct, and they are checking me out, I mean, I haven't, I don't spend every day with them, and I am running one of their offices, and it's a large book of business, and they have every right to, you know, enforce that, to to ensure that I am following their policies. And, and so, you know, that, that, that upset me as well. And, and I, you know, said some off color things, comments about that. Um, and you know, how our focus really needs to be this when Their focus was that. And basically on the fourth day, they let me go, um, and, uh, flew me back home. So there I was, I had, you know a year and a half two years of building up a business doing very well making very good income i just bought a house uh, this was my second house and it was very very expensive property and i'm paying over five thousand dollars a month in mortgage and i am now unemployed so during that process i had interviewed with another company and SageMark Consulting with Lincoln Financial Advisors, and uh, I was I was accepted with them. But I, I wasn't going to move. I wasn't going to leave Edward Jones at that time. I I wanted to get my financial planner designation, uh, CFP, and other things to help really build out and round out my education um, as as I am continuing to build my book of business with Edward Jones, and then eventually perhaps become an independent advisor away from ever Jones or getting get into a partnership and within ever Jones and become a limited partner with hopes that I can help build a financial planning platform um so you know I was just really exploring when I was interviewing with these other companies but yeah you know I had a few bad days there expressed myself too openly and uh, upset uh the people in power and uh, and I was let go so that was a shock. Um, I didn't think that they would let me go. I mean, I was doing very well for the company. Um, I didn't generate. I, I generated quite a few fees because I I brought in new money, and you know. I, but I've I discounted a lot of my fees. Um, I focused really on on building that loyalty, building that good base, and helping them helping my clients um, build their wealth. and And I, I was in this for the long term, but my short-sightedness on my end was that uh, I, I should should not have said, made the comments that I did while I was there, but I did. So what do you do now? I am in a spot where it was, it was, it was a really tough decision. It Was was it self-sabotage, immaturity, arrogance? I don't know. I, it just wasn't, it, it wasn't Wasn't what I believed to my core what I wanted to do with my life at that time, in the way they ran the business. So there we go. That 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 was my story. Um, Since then, I uh, ended up working with the other company. I you know attempted to build a new client base. I did talk to a few of my old clients, but I didn't feel I wanted to sell them away from from Ever Jones and there is, you know, a non-compete. And so with, with, with those things, although apparently it wasn't enforceable with that, I just didn't, you know, I didn't feel, I didn't feel that it was the right thing to, to do that. If they sought me out, great. So I made myself known and, but I've really focused on new business. And, uh, at that point I, you know, I had a good conversation with one of my clients when I was, when I was with Edward Jones and he was a commercial developer, heavy equipment, uh, heavy equi- he owned a bunch of heavy equ- equipment as well and leased that out. I, I don't know all the details of his, of his history and he was re- I think he was retired or becoming closely retired at that point. But you know he, he just there's something about him that I really enjoy talking to him and and he was a commercial real estate investor as well you know in his business and so it was it was very interesting then I started speaking with other people that were in commercial estate my family um, you know my mother-in-law um, bought properties out in Panama and she had some some commercial holdings out there and, and so there, there's a there's a lot of intrigue there plus I was already investing and so I felt you know maybe maybe it's time to to, to to do something else, to build this platform out, to set something up where I could advise others and build their 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 wealth and their net worth at the same time build a real estate portfolio. Um you know but where do I start? How do I go? So initially um I took a class on probate. Probate I was gonna focus on single family homes in the Bay Area, which were high ticket items compared to Comparatively to uh, to Texas, um, you know, we're dealing with a million plus home. Here, the median at that time was one hundred and thirty thousand, I think. So, you know, I started. I took a class, and I spent three thousand dollars. I um, I studied, and I went out to um, work on probate record. Uh, work in a probate records room and, and focus on on, um, on finding leads, sending out letters, contacting people through, you know, researching their, their contact information and, and uh, getting appointments. So that, that was my start. Um, and then I got into commercial real estate. I saw um, a training opportunity. I went to a um, a meeting. In San Francisco, it was a big uh, real estate expo. There was a bunch of information marketers, and and I think uh, Trump was actually there. He he was a keynote speaker, and you know it was a big thing. It was interesting, and and so I explored that. I took a I took a, a three hour, four hour course. I think it was a lunchtime course, and then that and I took an hour, a one day course, and then I flew out and took a five day course, and. Um, I met partners that I ended up aligning myself with uh, to start my first LLC, and we started looking for commercial property. So I'll get into all that later on. Focus more on that, and give you case studies on on you know what I what I went through, um, properties that we looked at uh, based on whatever information I still have. It has been a long time. But uh, the point was, I, when I lost my job, it gave me the opportunity to really focus in on what I wanted to do and to take that chance unobstructed from work. Um, it took me a couple of months to realize it after I exited Edward Jones and then started up with the other company. And that sort of you know, stalled out as well. I was not satisfied. I was kind of having a change of heart and I refocused. And at that point I put a hundred percent into this, just as I did with Edward Jones. I put a hundred percent into that company. I put a hundred percent into my clients. They were very important to me. And this, this new direction helped me to, um, to, 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 to build that that, uh, two sided. So it's, it's 20 minutes in, I'm going to have to, um, we're going to start the next episode. I'm going to kind of close this one down. I just, I know I'm just cutting off right here, but I'm going to close this one down and then we're going to focus on more on the, the, the uh the boot camps and the trainings and you know my perspective and how how i felt about them and, and you know what that led to uh and also i became a fi- you know a, a franchisee of a of of um home and that's when i moved to texas so we'll, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more on the next episode but really this one was just about that 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 step that transition that I thought everything was was going well. And I was making good money. And I already had a portfolio of real estate. I just bought a very expensive home. I lost my source of income. And then I was just kind of, you know, floating around for a little bit, try to figure out exactly what I want to do when I grow up. And this again, this was this was in my 20s. This is my early to mid 20s. So forgive me about this but you know I did work very hard to recover but that was that was you know that was a that was a setback And so you know maybe we'll talk more about this. I would like to hear from other people at this point I am just been talking into a microphone. I really like to get some feedback from other folks. I want to hear your experiences and I want to have some kind of dialogue so maybe we can get this going in the next episode. By the way, this is episode 5. the previous episode I said was episode 5 but I had episode 0. So I have a 0, a 1, a 2, a 3, a 4, and a 5. And that's kind of confusing. So we're just going to start this count. So this is episode 5. The mentor, counseling, and coaching episode that I had last time was actually, you know, it should be called episode episode 4. So we can keep a nice clean count here. All right. So I will talk to you on the next installment and hope to hear from people about their experiences and what they went through, what caused them to, to make that shift. You know, mine was, mine was kind of thrown on me and you know, uh was yours thrown on you. Was it a surprise? Did you plan it out? Did you have something major happen to cause you to want to refocus? Was it just a whim? you know, let me know. So again, it's Corey Harrington with Flip Connect. Hope to hear from you next week.